This is IsAware, powered by Intersoft Associates. IsAware is your connection to exploring the systems and software that power businesses like yours with expert insight, experience, and advice. Welcome back to IsAware. I am here with Abe Unger and High Goldstuff from Intersoft Associates. And guys, we've been having some interesting conversations lately about migration. We've talked about legacy systems. Uh, one of the things that I think is interesting is uh, the complacency or reticence or hesitancy to migrate, specifically, I'm thinking about to .NET. And Abe, I wanted to start with you because what do you think is some perspective around developers that are, uh, I don't know, waiting to make sure that .NET is the real deal, even though it's been around now for some time, or I'm so comfortable and I can still do what I want to do I mean, there's a lot of people who uh, weren't even developing with Visual Fox Pro that are now, you know, doing doing the work, but they're coming from something and they're hesitant to make the upgrade. So in this way, it's not business leaders necessarily who are are struggling with it, but it's their their IT folks or their technology folks that aren't making that decision. What's kind of the cultural aspect of that? And a lot of that is you've been doing something for so long. And, you know, it's just inertia. You're moving, you're going, you don't really need any major change. So we can continue going through, going through with that and continue following through and, you know, tweak a little here, tweak a little there and just keep it going as long as you possibly can before you bite the bullet. The problem with that approach is, is that eventually that bullet hits you really quickly. And, you know, if you don't have the correct planning um, in place, you end up in a, in a, in a, in a, in a problem where, Either you have hardware that doesn't support you, software that doesn't support you, new operating systems coming out, things changing, new Chrome browser, new whatever. But something's going to get, get come into the into play over there and just bite you. So yes, it's it's comfortable, it's easy. It's I've been doing this for so long in this language. Why bother doing something else? Why look at something else? Um, you know, it's got the functionality that I need, so I don't need anything else. You know, I'm not looking for bells and whistles, but all of that is is not true. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to hit that wall. And once you do move into something that's newer, you'll see some of the value in a lot of that stuff that you just said beforehand. No, oh, I don't need that. And you'll see uh, you may not need it, but it's really nice and it really helps. And then the business can move forward as a result of that. So I have to question your premise, however, because hmm. if at this stage you have developers that don't want to upgrade, you shouldn't have them around. Um, I mean, there are reasons not to upgrade, uh, but when you're dealing, you know, you know, if you got a horse and buggy, it'll get you where you want to go. But if you have, you know, your mechanic telling you, oh, the horse and buggy is fine, you got to get rid of your mechanic. And I, I, I think it's more... What is it? I don't know if Henry Ford actually said that, um, you know, um, nobody asked me for a faster horse. They just, you know, asked me to get, you know, how do I get somewhere fast? And, you know, he built the car. Um, I, I think it's more business leaders that are at this stage. I mean, I can see certainly when something comes out that's brand new. Example, Windows 11 is coming out and, you know, people have to make sure that they're line, you know, right now that their line of business applications work in there, but they may not want to upgrade to Windows 11 for a little bit until they're sure everything does work, until they're sure 
um, you know, that there are no bugs in it, that there are no security breaches. So I can see that early on and early on, you know, could be as much as a year, depending on, on what's happened. But I think it's more business leaders or, or, or leaders that don't, don't want to, you know, don't at this point switch from something like Visual Fox Pro uh, to .NET. You know, they're kind of, you know, this is what I need. I don't need any more. And they have, you know, they're, they're really uh, kind of ignoring the vision of what else they can do. And also, if they don't have developers, the cost of a developer that can actually make changes to a Visual Fox Pro application is going to go up and up and up and up because there are fewer and fewer. It's a great illustration, and I love that you're pushing back on that high. What What are your thoughts on the loyalty that a developer, you know, developers get real comfortable with something, and they start to know it in and out. And I wonder sometimes, where do business leaders, where are they getting their advice? Are they getting it from um, custom software developers who are in that sort of uh, entrenched in an idea? Or are they getting it from their IT folks? Or are they not thinking about this at all? And the idea of migration or updates or upgrades doesn't come until what is the pain point that makes them say, oh, I guess we got to keep, I guess we got to make some some decisions about this. I mean, you certainly don't migrate or upgrade just to have the newest, shiniest car to stay with the automobile. Um, New shiny analogy. horse? You know, I don't know. You, you got to go to horse ride it, but. Anyway, um, yeah, it's it, you, you know you certainly don't do that um, if all you're doing is maintaining inventory, and you know that business hasn't changed. Then it's you know you're doing it in Fox Pro. That's great, but that's really a very small percentage of people that are using it for an enterprise system. It, you know, it's like if, you, if you're using Excel for inventory and it's working, you know maybe that's okay. Uh, you know, if you've got you know. Uh, 10,000 SKUs that are made up of 100,000 parts and they keep on changing, uh, uh, you know, where you're using this manufacturer, that manufacturer, you know, and, and all of the bill of materials explosions that you might be doing. Well, no, Excel is not the right product for that. And it might have worked when you had, you know, 10 products that you were manufacturing uh, or assembling, but, you know, now it doesn't. The same thing with that. And most technology guys, would be the ones that would at, at, at early on in the process would be the early adopters. You know, it's, it's the ones that are, you know, more um, thoughtful about what are the benefits and what are the risks and when do the benefits, you know, really come in that will, you know, that should tell you when to do it. If you have developers that don't want to, you know, upgrade, you're, you're more often holding them back, you know, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Cause Developers by, you know, by their genetics, you know, want to learn new stuff. They want to do new things. They want to play around with stuff and sitting in this old technology, you know, we're not interested in doing that. It's more difficult to kind of, you know, hold them at bay and make the proper management decision for what works for you rather than getting that new shiny car when, you know, the three or four or five-year-old cars, you know, getting into the train station. Right. A better developer will actually look at some of these processes and think, what's the right tool for the job, not what's the tool that I'm most comfortable with. And because they're curious, they'll know about different technologies and different things that are out there that can potentially solve a problem 
Whereas, you know, maybe six months ago or a year ago, you would solve that problem one way, but because of some technology that's out there, now you can solve it differently. Now, it may not be the right thing to do, but at least they'll have that knowledge and then they can present that. IsAware is powered by Intersoft Associates, your software consultancy that will help you to maximize revenues, reduce costs, and streamline work processes with the right IT solutions. Intersoft Associates delivers strategic consulting and custom software development, together with support and enhancement to help modernize and manage the software that helps your business run. Visit us at intersoftassociates.com. Have you bumped into any situations where... Um because of that sort of uh, excitement or enthusiasm that these early adopters can have, that adoption was made too quickly to something or not enough research or not enough due diligence was done before some kind of migration was done and you found yourselves having to say, well, that wasn't the right tool for the job, even if it was shiny, even if it was brand new and sparkly. Well, that's, that's the profile of our largest client. Interesting. They had an in-house developer um, who every time they were, and he was developing a piece of, you know, their core software that we ultimately built, you know, and, um, but, and he, he was in there. He was the only developer and he changed tools midstream because he read something and this sounded like a really good idea. Wow. This is great. It's going to do everything great. And he, he never finished, you know, it, it's like he started with one tool, then he went to this tool, then he went to that tool. Okay. And he had to start from scratch. It wasn't that they were related tools. It's like, you know, um, uh, taking a book and you, oh, let me start translating it into, uh, in, into French. No, 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 no. Let, let me do Latin. Let me do Greek. <laughs> let me do Japanese. Japanese is a much better, is a much better language. And you've got these eight, you know, partially finished copies. And, and, and I told the client who, ha who happened to be an acquaintance of mine, I said, you're doomed to failure. Okay. You, if pick a tool and finish it, unless there's a reason that's not going to work. All the tools that he used would have worked. Um, not ideally, but you got to be able to do business and then you reevaluate at some point or have someone pick the right tool from the beginning, which is what we did. And, you know, then he fired him. Um, but, and, you know, I mean, and not that we, he was a friend. I wasn't, I really wasn't trying to sell him hard. And he actually told me that once at a meeting, he said, I, uh, you know, um, he, he said he should have used us earlier. And I said, I tried to tell you, he goes, not hard <laughs> enough. Gee, <laughs> thanks. But anyway, but, but that was just the profile of this guy. Every time you read something, it was something new. He used some technology even within his .NET code. That made absolutely no sense, and it was cumbersome. Overcomplicated. It, it took everything to try and just, you know, get out of it. Anyway, right? He couldn't get out. So of his yes, own way. we know somebody who did that. Couldn't get out of his own way, Abe. Is that, that that's maybe another characteristic of the early adopter? We also can't get out of our own ways. Right. Look, there, there, we've spoken about the concept of a proof of concept, looking at technologies and seeing how that can help you. Um, but again, you, you don't. Every single time some shiny bell, you know, shiny object is, is dangling in front of you, you have to grab it. You want to look at it. You want to research it. You know, it might have value. Yes. But, you know, you can't do that. You can't just keep moving from technology to technology and throwing away. I mean, there's a business that one that has to be run here. And it's exactly as I was saying, it's sort of like, you know, 
pick pick a technology, pick a stack, make sure that it works for what your project is, what your problems are, make sure that it can grow with whatever project you're building in terms of their growth and go with that. Yes, there'll be new technologies every five minutes or something new that comes out at you. Just don't, you know, you, you can't not continue along the path without just jumping in it. Again, that's where the proof of concept, proof of technology, review, analyze, make sure it makes sense. There are times where new technologies will help you. It is true. And they may be worthwhile. And then you have to evaluate that risk. You know, what's the risk in using something that's brand new? What, what do I have to do if that doesn't work? And how do I go, you know, how do I, how do I approach that problem? And how do I approach a rollback should that not work? You know, that goes into the whole development process, the development cycle. Yeah, and, and oftentimes, which is kind of, you know, going, first of all, for this conversation, a shiny object is a car. But, um, <laughs> but, but not a horse, but a car. You know, but we're, we're working on a project now where, where we took it over for, from another, you know, it's, it's, an, it's, it's a system that's been in use for about four or five years. Uh, has nothing to do, you know, it's not so much with the shiny object, but an important part of it is that it doesn't break anything. And they're asking for, features and enhancements um, that should have been done you know, early on, but nevertheless, um, we're, we're trying to do that within a software that we don't know and, and are just learning. So we want to continue to support them, but we don't want to break that what's ever there. So we want to do it you know, conservatively, uh, give them those new features, but not have to go in and retest the entire system. Any testing that's done, you know, it's kind of focused, but anyway. So that, that goes with, you know, when you're using this new technology. Um, it seems so. like every conversation comes full circle. Hi, I'm thinking about the acquaintance you were just talking about. To the value of consultancy, to the value of design process, to the value of clearly understanding business objectives and priorities and initiatives, problems to be solved, and only working forwards once that is understood and not getting yourself in technical discussions and, and decisions before you're ready. Yeah, but, but certainly, you know, if you've got a visual Fox Pro application, um, you should certainly explore upgrading it to, to a .NET world. You know, whatever that tool might be, be it, be it another rapid application development system or complete development. How does that whole environment work for you? Because at some point, you know, visual Fox Pro hasn't been supported for 10 years um, and it, it will, at some point, you're relying on that, it will cause a problem. Um, and, and upgrading to the .NET environment, depending on your size, uh, you, should up, you should upgrade to something, but, uh, but that's something that really needs to be done and, you need, and one really needs to be proactive rather than wait for something to happen. Um, Hi, gold stuff. That shuts you down it just shuts you down for a period of time. Uh, one question to follow up on that high is, um, I don't know, what are the dynamics between uh, building something parallel to what I have going on? We've talked about that before so that I don't lose any speed or time versus I'm just going to hang on to this one for dear life. And at some point, Boy, I, I imagine it's going to be disastrous. Then, then I won't have the luxury of doing this on my own terms. It's going to be something that's really going to cause some business pains. I think that's the equivalent of waiting for a cyber attack. Mm. The same result, different different way of doing it. 
Um, certainly while you have it, um, again, we're, do we're doing one of those now, um, where they've had the software for a while. It's been problematic for a while. They didn't want to pull the trigger and we're, and we're, we're building the foundation in doing what they do today, building that in a newer environment for, for a lot of, for a lot of strategic reasons. And then we're going to go back in um, and, you know, give them that because they're very, very vulnerable with their existing environment. You know, if they're um, in, in this case, if their machine goes down, they're really, really, you don't have the installation media, you know, you can't buy more machines like that. They're just not, a, they're just not around. You know, we actually a couple of years ago uh, told them to buy the identical machine and just clone the hard disk, so that you know you're not vulnerable, which they did. Um, but now they realize they've got to, you know, they've got to go on to so much, so much more that they can do. So we're we're doing that today. Yeah, you you want to do it whether you build a carbon copy of the functionality or you build, you know, what the business needs today do it while you have the luxury of doing it, you know, when you're not trying to, you know, stay afloat. Right. Abe Unger and High Gold Stuff. Interesting conversation today. Um, I think about the value of migration, about the value of specifically, we talked about visualfoxproto.net, but also, I don't know, some of the uh, intricacies, complexities that you're facing in real time. I think that's fascinating of when migrations aren't going as smoothly as they could in the value of forethought and foresight in making them happen. Thanks as always, guys, for your expertise and insight today. Thanks for joining us for IsAware. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. IsAware is powered by Intersoft Associates, who believes the more you know about your IT, the better. Visit us at intersoftassociates.com and schedule your free consultation to talk about how custom software can help your business.